<laughs> oh, a little raspy. I, I'm telling you, raspy I'm there. a little hungover, but pushing through. <laughs> huh? Hungover on prom night, you say? Oh, <laughs> look at that. Look how that happened. Bro, uh, I like, I'm so excited to get into this because I kind of love this episode and I'm really excited to get your thoughts on it. Well, thanks everyone. Welcome to Bro Meets World. Oh yeah, I'm... let's do our intro. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Siege. And I am Tony Curtis. Oh, uh, and yeah, let's get back into this episode. You know, honestly, I didn't remember this episode at all. I I had more fun than I thought I would. Yeah. And I think that all things considered, it does a lot right. And yeah. I'm really excited to talk about the different storylines and the different ways that we can kind of learn from this episode. So yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, well, let's just jump into the tell me about it. <clears throat> Jumping right on the end. Okay, come forced. on, give, give it that rasp. All right, yeah, maybe I'll have that cool, like, uh, Phoebe rasp. Like, when she gets sick, she sings. Yeah, things. exactly. Here we go. Tell. Oh, wow. No, I don't <laughs> you think can't do happen. that. Right. I know. Come no, on. no, no, let's, let's go down. have to give us Luther. You can't. Tell us about it. Corey and Topanga want to fuck. Amy tells Alan about her bump. And Eric and Jack don't want anyone to hump. Yay! That was actually really good for all the top. And then, uh, I, here's the thing. You couldn't do that high note, so going lower was the way to go. It's the way to go. <laughs> Honestly, you're welcome, listeners. I did you guys the favor. <laughs> okay. Um, this is season five, episode 21, Promises, Promises. It's a big night, senior prom, and Sean and Corey plan to leave as boys and come back as men. Angela quickly decides she and Sean are not ready for sex, but Topanga feels that she and Corey may be ready as long as the night goes exactly perfect. In a B storyline, Amy is upset because of how Alan reacts to her recent news, she's pregnant. To make up for it, he decides to check them into a hotel, the same hotel where the prom is being held. Eventually, Corey and Topanga decide they aren't ready for potential consequences of sex and decide to wait. I... I think that this is a very interesting um, story and comedy of errors. And one yeah. of the things that it's it's in this synopsis that I think is really important to talk about is the idea that Alan and Amy would go to the same hotel that their totally. kid promised that. I was like, no, there is no parent who doesn't know where their kid's prom is. And then also goes to that exact same hotel where their kids. Well, you know what? Maybe because I was thinking the same thing, but maybe it was like, "Hey, Alan, uh, you know the kids are at prom. You know we don't want to be unavailable, so maybe it was an intentional choice to go to the hotel that their prom was at." That's the only thing I could think of. Because you're right. As soon as they walked in, I was like, "Why the hell would they choose this hotel?" That's stupid. Like, 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 why would you do that? Like, on a night where they seem to be aware, like they have the conversation in the kitchen before the boys even go so like there's an understanding and an expectation and what do you think Ooh, Sean, like Corey and Topanga might be fucking you know what we where we should go the same place we get a it's family that, discount like, it's weird it's that damn prom fever it's uh exactly what <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, let's let's back up a little bit because the the thing that I want to start at is the boys are in the kitchen and they're talking about like, oh, we're gonna leave as boys and come back as men. Which, first of all, I hate that. I hate that whole thing yeah. that the only way to become a man is to like conquer a woman. I fucking hate that. But the big thing is that Corey and Sean are right back to their same tricks they had at the ski lodge. Like that's really the thing. Like when they were chit chatting, like what are you gonna do? What am I gonna do? What's the plan? You know, it just felt very like right before the ski lodge, and I was like, bro, you guys are still up to your same tricks. <laughs> you know, it's really funny to watch this show. Again, set in the 90s and ABC family holistic and have like that be kind of the standard and like, oh, are we going to do it or not? And at the exact same time, like know that euphoria exists where the yes. kids are just like, we, we be fucking in the bathroom, we fucking in the car, like, <laughs> you know, I, I do want to point out, y'all, y'all missing out. 
So yeah, I thought you, that you make a great point that this is uh, a you know we've come a long way, but even at the time, this was kind of a raunchier episode, which is why it was not syndicated on Disney Channel, which is probably why you're unfamiliar with it. This, the drinking episode, and one um, their honeymoon episode are the three I think that were, were banned. But um, I just think what's really interesting when we get into the conversation about sex is that Topanga's like into it. She's like kind of like she's like. Like Corey's like, she said, maybe. And then t- like we check in with Topanga and Angela and it's not like at the ski lodge where they're like, oh, these boys don't have a chance. She's like, no, we work through our shit. And like, honestly, like if the moment's right, it's right. Even though I know we can debate if they actually work through their shit, but it seems to have for all intents and purposes be completely resolved with Topanga. So no, actually what I was going to say is I like that what they did was Sean says, no, we didn't talk about it. Like, what are we, like, some kind of dorks? And Corey was like, we talked about it. And I was like, yes, because you should should be talking about it. And who gets a closer chance from what we see at the end of the night? And then also the idea that Angela says, which I love, Angela says, everyone thinks that he's so cool, but he's actually really shy, which we know about Sean, but it's actually really funny to see that like set on screen and kind of like, um, you know, Sean has this reputation, but in reality, Sean's really shy. And And then also, oh, go ahead. Well, she says something really interesting where she's like, oh, if he's not ready to talk about it, we're not ready to do it, which I love. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Angela says, if he's not ready to talk about it, that we're not ready to do it. And I was like, yes, more of this. Like, that's what yeah. I want more than anything. If you can't use the words, if you can't communicate, then you shouldn't be having sex. And I think that's a great message um, because a lot of people, like even, it's going to jump in ahead, but even when Corey is like talking to the concierge and it's just like, oh, this is the first time I've been tired. You know, like, it's like, no, if you can't speak to it, with maturity then you're not mature enough to be participating 100 and it's also like a great way of like n- indirectly talking about consent like mm-hmm. it's yes. topanga and Corey had a, a sit-down conversation they went through the pros and cons they aired out all their grievances whatever like they had a mature discussion which implies that he got consent or he's seeking consent from topanga which which is great well, they do a bunch of stuff that's really funny because it's it's played for laughs, but also it's done in the right way where like Corey's like, do you feel comfortable if I take off my jacket? Like, is that presumptuous? Yeah. And it's just like, no, I'm like, of course, you don't want to do it to that level. And again, it's played for laughs. But in reality, you should, in fact, be asking. You don't have to ask at every step, but you definitely want to make sure that you are not making anyone feel pressured and that you are taking the time. Like, it's really funny to me because, um, as most of you know, my boyfriend is older and we constantly talk about how his generation versus my generation deal with the subject of sex and talking about sex and consent and like this idea of just being like, hey, are you comfortable? Let's talk about this before we do anything further. And his whole generation is like, why would you ever talk about it? It's so weird and it ruins the mood. And it's just like, no, you want to make sure that the person's always on board with what's going on. And I'd much rather take the moment and be a little awkward and make sure that you're enjoying what's going on. Then it just assume and then find ourselves in a position to where no one's happy and actually someone feels pretty upset. Yeah. And I, you know, not talking about it kind of leads to a real, just, um, vagueness, which I think is, you know, Sean is like, well, you, we're not dorks. We're not going to talk about it. But at the same time, Sean did it even get close to doing it so it just it just proves your point um what did you think of alan's oh go ahead go ahead really quickly, really quickly i was gonna say i did like how also there's a, again there are certain things that it's weird because it's played for laughs but it's also like kernels of truth it's this idea of topanga being like we decided to wait until we're ready and then angela goes so until you say so and it's kind of like this whole thing of like girls are in charge of having sex he's like no boys are positioned and told that they should always be ready. And so, yeah, it does kind of put the onus on the girl to be like, okay, you will say yes at any point in time. And you don't even necessarily know why you're saying yes. You're just saying yes. So instead 
I'm we we both agree I'm the mature one who won't just do it on impulse, but like really think about it, which I think is actually pretty interesting. But at the exact same time, there are moments that I saw like Topanga when they're in the room, when they're actually in the room, there's this scene where Topanga's like, well, I want to, maybe we should wait until like, it's the right moment. And we're like walking back to the library. You look at me in the eyes. And, and it's like, to me, it, it was romanticizing it and kind of like made it into this fairy tale moment. And I was like, that can also be dangerous. You know, that's yeah. like, where it's like you make sex. It's not to say that sex isn't a big deal. It is, but to have it be such a, holy grail it, everything has to be perfect and like, that whole thing so it, it does kind of add a weight and an anxiety to it to where once you really do have sex you realize oh it's like it's a it's an important thing and it should be with the right person it shouldn't be with just anybody but then also at the exact same time you don't want to make it to where it's like the it has to be movie-esque you know what i mean yeah and i was their whole like everything needs to be exactly perfectly right. Corey's like whole thing that he has the whole episode. His anxiety is like super unsexy. Like there's no way to create a sexy vibe when you're that like anxious and uncomfortable. And like the entire time they were on the bed together, I was just like, oh, this is so awkward and uncomfortable. And, and I mean, it serves the story. Yeah. Like it's not a criticism because it, it serves the story, but it was just that thing of like, wow, this is so uncomfortable and so awkward and so much anxiety. And honestly, I... Well, I'm sure we'll get to it, but there's a lot about Jack's perspective that I feel. I, oh, is, you know, I'm going there with Jack because there's yeah, a whole, yeah. like there's a whole thing that I wanted to discuss with Jack and Eric, but kind of keeping it on Topanga and Corey right yeah. now, which is just like their journey. Also, in that scene, we do see. In my mind, I was like, oh, Corey's anxious. Corey's not ready. He's, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and it shows. And I think that that's important to note that, A, showing that men actually, even though they want it, are very, very nervous and can be insecure. And it's it's this duality of, like, wanting something so badly, but also not knowing why you want it and, like, not knowing what to do if you actually were to, to get it. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. But then there's also this aspect of Corey and Topanga have known each other for a while. So we don't necessarily see it as them rushing in. But yeah. even then, it's like, no, it's a pretty big deal. And, and sex is so huge in our society, like while also being something that is judged and condemned. And so it's this, I think the, the episode did balance that that kind of like anxiety but desire but also hey there are consequences which i thought was a really good way yeah for them to have alan and amy be like maybe the most cool and understanding well and i was gonna ask about you it. what you thought about alan's sex talk um I, it's it's very brief but i really enjoyed um just the way that alan and amy parented in this episode and i wanted to get your your thoughts on that I thought that the conversation in the kitchen was a little vague and I was a little like, again, like we're on, you know, TGIF, we're on ABC. We're not going to actually say things explicitly that we need to say. So there's lots of euphemisms. And to me, that's just kind of like absurd because very much like Angela was saying, if you're not ready to talk about it, then you actually really shouldn't be having it. And that same goes for television. It's like, if you're not going to let people talk and be very real (laughs) about it, then you don't deserve to be able to show sex on TV. Like in my reality, like we need to be mature about this. But um, I thought that he did handle it pretty well. And I also thought like this idea of being like, hey, just know that there can be consequences to your actions. And this isn't just anything was really funny to show like Amy to be like, and on that note, yeah, let let me bring something up to you. You know what I mean? I I really Um, And then the last thing that I'll say, just no, no, the last thing that I'll say to that, because I think it's really funny is, um, sex being positioned like a child being positioned as the consequence sure of yeah. sex is um i think another one of those things where it's hard to balance because i understand why they do it but it's like also like that's not the only quote-unquote consequence 
Uh, there are many other things, and I think just setting it up as sex leads to babies is kind of like what got to, got us to where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, I okay, so there's a lot of sitcoms that will, family sitcoms that will add on a child towards the end of the run to kind of keep it family oriented. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you have the twins on Full House, you know, even on Blackish, they just had another kid. Um, yeah. it's, it's something that happens all the time. What I really appreciated was the fact that they didn't just give them a kid for the sake of doing it. It actually really played into the story. And I 100% agree. There are so many more consequences to sex um, than having a child. But there's also like lots to celebrate about sex too. You know, yeah. there, there's another conversation that can be had um, that isn't just so like scary uh, and, and uh, fear mongering about it. But um, I really did enjoy the fact that like the fact, their pregnancy does play an active role in the story. And honestly, like ultimately is the thing that makes Corey and Topanga realize we're too young for this. And the fact that it, you know, pays off, I, I really just love the writing. Like, uh, honestly, I feel like this whole episode's writing is just really, really tight. Everyone's storyline had to do with like played off of each other. No one had some random C storyline that had nothing to do. Even Eric and Jack, which I know we're going to talk about soon, they played like a really great role in this as well, I thought. So I'm just, I, I love just the way the writing kind of shaped out in this episode. So I think that there's a, a, a few things. I want to like focus a little bit longer on Corey and Topanga. And then I sure. want to move to Alan and then we'll, we'll end with Eric and Jack. But like, um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting with Corey and Topanga is you have that scene of, again, Corey trying to book the hotel room, which I thought was, I actually thought like the concierge and Corey had like a really good dynamic as well. I thought it was a really and funny you could scene. See, like, this, it's, it's a very funny scene, but like also the concierge does a really great job owning his role, but yeah. he's also someone who... Like, he understands what his job is, and he understands what's going on. Like, you know, like, when Corey's immediately like, hey, I, what kind of room would you recommend for someone like me? And he's like, well, I don't know. How tired are you? Like, you know, <laughs> it's this whole little thing where he, he's like, I see this all the time. I'm very aware of what's going on, and... I just thought that that was, it was really nice to have. And what I think we see continuously are adults interacting with those kids and being like, okay, I'm not going to tell you no. In fact, I'm going to help you, but also at the exact same time, I'm going to have a conversation with you and like guide you. And, and the way that, to be honest, like it's weird, but like you can't really, or it's hard to, have adults talk to kids about sex and it not be this weird thing again just because of the problems that our society has around sex sure but like for him to be as helpful as he was he kind of played it like a like a bartender like you know getting into the like talking to the person uh this this actor who we keep referring to his name is john balma he, yeah. um, he's like a famous sitcom. He's been in fucking everything. He's been in Parks yeah. and Rec, Malcolm in the Middle, Scrubs, Friends. Like he's, he's done everything. Um, you're right. He just, he has, he has such a, a great, uh, timing to his humor the way that he plays with Corey is just a lot of fun and honestly his work with Alan and Eric is just as fun to watch honestly yeah absolutely yeah I thought he did a really good job but I'm so glad that you brought him up because that leads us to the other person on our roll call who would be uh um, Howie Howie which is Jarrett Jarrett Lennon who yeah. plays Howie and that is one of the ones where I was like okay so this is how you don't do it adults interacting with children when we're talking about sex because oh. Howie's whole storyline where he's like hey this is the woman at the rental Hertz rental car Hertz says I look like her ex-husband yeah how old and is this woman like, oh, so we're just acknowledging that she's an adult she's had a marriage and she's now gaming on this child who's at his prom yeah okay <laughs> all right uh quite a few maybe times. Howie's 18 but you know it's kind yeah, of weird. I mean, even if he's 18, he's not old enough to rent a car, and that should be the first <laughs> problem, <so>, you know? <laughs> like, how do they even meet? He can't rent a car. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. So oh it was God. very, very much something to wear. But again, like, and this is, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, our, this episode was 
I will give it credit. I think it's very well written, but it's also a very good example of all the things that are wrong in our society about the way that we talk about sex. Because Howie is shown with an older woman and even though he's 18, it's just like, oh yeah, that's fine because that's what every boy's dream is to be with an older woman. And it's like, no, there is something predatory about that. Totally. You know, like not saying that they didn't have a connection, but she just met him and he's like, oh, I don't even need you to give me a ride home. She she <laughs> got this. So yeah. Yeah, we can rent any car we want. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, I you know what this kind of I don't know where this falls, but I just wanted to quickly talk about this. I know there's some fun stuff with the sets in this episode. Um, for example, the set that uh which I'm assuming is Topanga's aunt's house where they go to pick them up, I believe. If I was looking, I was looking really close at it. It looks like Topanga's old room with just the front door. Like the bedroom <laughs> that Corey cr crawled into with just the front door. The same for the hotel. When they're just in like the upstairs uh, hotel, that's just the boy's apartment with different wallpaper. So much so that you can actually see the elevator is the exact same. They didn't do anything to the elevator, but everything around the elevator has been transformed to, to look like a hotel. Um, you know me, I always like pick up on the, on the little set stuff like that. Yeah, no, actually, and I was going to ask, this is me do a little foreshadowing is this the same hotel set we get um in our future episode where a hotel is the setting of a really important event you know what i i don't think so okay. based on how that storyline is i think it's a much more elaborate hotel that that okay. takes place in okay um, it looked it just reminded me of that and so i was definitely like oh is this it so i'm glad you brought that up let's move speaking of hotels and everyone mm -hmm. let's move over to amy and alan now as i said earlier i kind of like amy's reveal um because you oh, get yeah. alan being like well these things aren't always correct and her and you know just being there with the camera but then also it's a little bit of um again we do this kind of tropey thing where alan's not excited and amy's like upset that he's not excited it's like but you took a picture of him to see his reaction so you knew it wouldn't be all joy you knew there would be some yeah. kind of reaction to it and also a man whose second child is on his way to graduating he only has one left and now you're telling him he has another child on the way and you expect him to just be like ecstatic about it that's that's a little um that's not a good expectation either. So not to say that he doesn't do the right thing afterwards where he's like, yo, I didn't react the right way. I'm going to take you out. Let's do something special. But I also thought like it was a very tropey of him to react that way and for her to respond. That he, I just like, thought it was a moment. Yeah. a moment of shock that she didn't really allow him to register like she had time to like get on board with this idea and also she had, like, to she had at yeah. least eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> exactly and also and no offense to either of them like i would have to imagine that once you get to a certain age pregnancy is a different conversation and yes. And like, as far as just health and safety. And so like, there's just so many things tied to it. That's not your typical, like, Hey, we're having a baby. It's just, there's a little bit, it's a little bit more complicated. And I, I think you're right that they like, obviously we only had so many minutes on this episode and the focus was really on the prom, but there, there was that moment that I felt very similar that that wasn't a great way to, to throw that on the Allen. Um, but you know, he made up for it, like you said. And I love them role-playing at the hotel. That's well, so right, much so fun. They, about that because they are fucking so, like, I well, love I mean, it. Well, I mean, A, yes, because they have they have another kid coming, which yeah. is what they do. But also, there's, so I was going to say, one, the idea and the storyline around having another kid, which, you know, like, as you say, there's very much this idea of, oh, we wanted this to still be a family show. It's like, but you have a kid who's young and you could just have storylines around that like why'd you need to bring in another one it's just like there's this idea of like no no no. it's like it makes sense for their story and we want things to be it's like yeah but you also have kids that you never talk to and we never see so what if we just spent some time with those kids you know yeah. literally <laughs> have not seen morgan in like forever because i don't count the kid gets acquainted with the universe episode because that was not morgan that was a 40 year old woman playing morgan exactly. it's different exactly um so, yeah i know totally funny. yeah the omission of morgan it's really funny because i thought about that kid gets acquainted to the universe episode when jack sees 
Eric on set and he's like, why did they bring you? They got me. Why did they bring you? They got me. And I thought, man, I bet you Morgan's thinking that same shit. Like, why are they bringing on this other kid? Like, I haven't been written into a sh- into the storyline in like two years. Like, what's yeah. up? What are they doing with me? They don't even acknowledge it. Like, there's this moment where like the entire family is like, oh my God, you're having a baby. And Morgan's not there. And it's just yeah. like, so does Morgan find out through email? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Morgan must feel like such a black sheep in that family. She just must feel like she just doesn't belong. Because they're, you're right. Like, they have this, the reveal is like, with the family. But like, by the way, we haven't told your sister yet. It's just, I don't know. She always gets left out. I will say like, uh, and you, we give it um, a little credit. There's a comedy of errors. There's a mixing of it. It did feel like the hotel scene felt a little too much. It felt like they were trying to do everything. You know, like you have prom night, but then you also have the birth announcement. But then you also have the comedy of the switching of the cards. And then Alan and Amy are role-playing. But then also there's a mistaken identity because Eric sees Alan with someone and like has, you know, you get what I'm saying? It's like, no, no, a I, lot going on. I completely disagree. I think everyone okay. is firing at all cylinders and it's all working towards the same storyline. And, you know, it does get really hijinky towards the end. But when I think about like, like to me, honestly, when all of the misunderstandings were happening, um, Siobhan, oh, my dad's hooking up with so-and-so. I'm in a room with Topanga. When all of that was going on, I thought, wow, this is really like Shakespearean Midsummer Night's Dream level of misunderstanding combined yes. with like I love Lucy level hijinks of Alan walking into a room with his like with Topanga and Corey walking into the room with his mom I just thought all of it I actually I loved it I, I thought it really worked so here's what I think what I'm saying is I don't think that we need the prom the framing of the prom or what I would love is if we had to me a two-part episode we get the setting up of the prom and the conversation and everything with Jack and everything with Sean and Angela. And we spend some time there. And then like in the part two, they try to go upstairs and then we just spend that time where we're doing this hijinks. You know what I mean? Like if it was kind of like divided like that, it wouldn't make more sense to me. It's the fact that you have like these little like little slices of moments with the other characters. And then you have like the big elaborate reveal where the mistaken identity and Alan goes into one room and Corey goes into the other. And then Eric thinks that like all of that is good, but it's also too much when you also have the fact that Corey and Sean are talking about like what they feel like might go on, but then Angela and um, Topanga are talking about what they think might go on. But then also there's uh, Howie and the fact that he, you know, like, it's yeah, all of I, those I see what you mean. I, I will say that I feel like the Howie storyline could have been completely omitted. It would have made this episode a little less uh, chunky. Um, and I also agree that, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I see what you're saying that like it was the gags were almost overshadowed the story that was trying to be told. And I, I can, Correct. I can see where you're coming from in that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's, you're right in the sense of everyone's performing perfectly. Everything is for for what we're getting everything's kind of believable you know like and and all this other stuff but the idea and i think what for me is like why would you put both matthews side by side you know like there's again there's like certain things where it's like it's weird but we have all been in a hotel where we're like wait a minute is is this my door is this my door yeah like and like the idea that it goes in go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, I was actually surprised to see them using card keys in 1998. I was like, oh, I feel like that was like a 2000s thing. I didn't realize that they, those are that old. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, it, to me, it was a very fun time, but it also just, it felt too much given what we were getting. But if you were to isolate each scene, I think you're right. Like each scene works perfectly. Like even when... <laughs> When Eric comes up there and he's like, hey, the tramp's not worth it. And you're like, wait, what's going on? And he's like, oh, what are you guys doing? And like, you know, that bit where he leaves and comes back and he's like, oh, I was like, that's very much big brother energy. So I like what we're doing here because it allows Eric to be both ignorant to the situation in the room, but then also 
overly aware once the, the time comes. And then there's that scene where they kind of reveal, you know, where uh, Alan comes out of the room and he's like, who is that in there? And then he's like, it's Tabanga. How do you do this to Corey? Corey and mom? Whoa, I'm way out of the loop. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like that. Eric does a really good job kind of like knitting those two things together. And I don't think it works without Eric, but also that scene in the comedy of errors could have been its own episode. All I'm saying. I, yeah, I think the reason why I liked like the writing and the pacing of this is because, um, you know, the creators of South Park, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were giving like a lecture on screenwriting or storytelling. And they were like, you know, you can do a television episode where this happens and then this happens and then this happens and then that happens. And that, that can get very boring. And so like, which better is, is to have an episode where this happens, therefore this happens, but this happens, therefore this happens, but like change your end thens to therefores and buts. Yeah. And that's a much more interesting way to tell an episode. And that's what I got a lot from this, that it was like, you know, they went there, but, you know, they mistaken. Therefore, Eric thought this, but, you know, it just kind of went in a really back and forth in a way that kind of kept the momentum of the episode. You know what I would say? I would say that maybe one of my problems with this is we've seen it done better, of course, in like Arrested Development or... Sure. Um, Lucy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the development, I love Lucy. I was going to say um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, those yeah. are ones where, like, you get those, the very complex, very dense storylines, and people are doing their own thing, and it all comes together at the end, and someone's affected by all of this other stuff, and then you get, like, yeah. a conclusion. Like, we, that can happen, and I think it's great when it does. I just thought that, Again, framing it around the prom and having it have like the sex conversation before and then the prom and then they win homecoming king and then they go back to the hotel, but then they go, you know, back to the prom. All of that was just too much for me. And it's like, let's take a breather and like live in some of these spaces. Can I um, pause from discussing this episode to ask you what you remember about prom? I was, I knew we were going to have this conversation. I knew. Uh, well, also, I think it's funny because I, if I'm not mistaken, prom isn't really a big thing outside of America. Um, yeah. uh, maybe it is now, but like, I think it's a very American thing. Totally. And it's also really funny because like you have junior prom and senior prom and you don't always see that on television. Like they will usually talk about the senior prom, but like, do all schools have a junior huh? prom? Well, so that's what I was talking about. I think it's funny that you say senior prom, it's usually called senior prom, but yeah. then there's a junior prom as well. At least we did. I, I went to a junior prom and then I went to a senior prom. So yeah. uh, whenever someone's like, what do you remember about prom? I'm like, which one? Like, <laughs> like, like there yeah. are multiple to choose from. And then um, I don't know. I think I remember, um, you know who I went to prom with. Um, do you? Remind me. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not say it on screen as to forget that person, uh, but there's like who I went to prom with. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, um, Shout out to her. like, I remember just like doing that, but then also ending up at this after party. And I think to me, I feel that prom is one of those things where it's like, it almost never lives up to the hype because very similar to what this episode talks about, you're thinking so much about how it should be that you don't really enjoy it the way that you can if you just let it be. A hundred percent. I have to say that both of my proms, I think were in some ways ruined by expectations. Yes. Um, no, in various different ways, but both of them were plagued with expectations of what the night was going to be, how it should go, how I could have my movie moment, you yes. know, that yes. media promised me. And yes. honestly, like, I, even though junior prom was kind of more dramatic, I think I had more fun because senior prom, I was caught up in the same thing that Jack and Eric are talking about. And like, to the point where I think I left early like I don't even remember most of it like no, and, and to the same thing of, of Jack uh Jack and Eric was like did you get it not me either no, it's like nothing even came of it but it was like a focus and I just remember that being 
like having really scattered memories of even being at SeaWorld. Like I remember being- I was like, a- but like, I wanted to say, like we needed to talk about the fact that like we, and I really do like every now and then I'll tell stories. I'm like, oh, we had like a really privileged like experience. Yeah. We had almost like a movie-esque or a television X-esque production because like our- Prom was at SeaWorld, which is a very much like an on-location type situation. Absolutely. And our graduation was at Medieval Times or Arabian Nights, which is like this Medieval Times spin-off thing. And it's just, they're so like elaborate sets to be doing these 100%. Did you go to grad night at Disney? Uh, I did not go to grad night at Disney. I went to grad night. I went to, I think I did Universal whenever okay. that was a thing. Like, I don't know, like that's another thing. Like there are so many experiences that if you do go to high school in Florida, like you have the opportunity to do all of these things. The, the one advantage of going to high school in Orlando is being able to go to theme parks for trips. That maybe is the only advantage to going to high school. Say, it wasn't the education, I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that's what they did. They, they, they uh, made up for the FCAT by just having us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taking us to sea world um exactly. but yeah that's that's really all i remember is like being at sea world i remember dancing a little bit but i i don't think i even stuck around for like king and queen or any of that i, I remember I king out. and queen because i remember the drama with king and queen uh is that they're always and, drama and how with it king happened and, and what do you say there's always drama with king and queen there's always <laughs> drama with it which again i thought all right so really quickly this is a little bit of a tangent and then we can wrap it up with jack and eric but um, this idea that Cory and Topanga are prom king and queen was so interesting to me. Not totally. because, I mean, like we've seen the school be involved in their lives. So in a way it makes sense. Like I was like, would they be king and queen? I was like, they have newspapers about them. So yeah, I guess they would be like what the school's talking about. But also in another word, it's like, oh, so Topanga and Cory or king and queen we don't get any kind of rivals or runner-up there's no football player there's no popular mean girl like this they are the center of the school's attention i was like not even sean which is interesting totally like- it's and <laughs> what's really interesting about this too is that if you like go back a few seasons like when they first get into high school, everyone is about the jocks. Everyone is like, Corey and Sean are constantly trying to like be cool in front of like, you know, the older jockey kids and they are nowhere to be found in this season. There are no sport, like football players. I don't even know if John Adams has a football team anymore. Like it's not a thing this season. (laughs) So it was like, oh, I guess Corey and Topanga, but haven't they also been broken up for like most of the semester of school why would any you know what i mean like relationships come and go so quickly in high school that the fact that they were broken up for like two months i just feel like they would not have the same name recognition in a high school setting that they would i'm not gonna lie this is a little dark but in my head canon the football team went on a plane that crashed and they're somewhere in the (laughs) in the uh Rockies just trying to survive right now and the rest of the school is just like damn we lost our entire sports team and we don't know how to mourn but we still have these kids who like have all this drama I guess we'll just focus all our attention there and that's what's going on because you're right it's like like there was a football team and then there's just nobody (laughs) and there's not not actually any reason for them to have even been nominated as king and queen like it doesn't serve the story like there's that funny joke of when Corey comes in and they put a crown on them he's like you told them which i think is hilarious (laughs) that was amazing that that was so stupid but funny like honestly like that was very funny you told them i was like uh but the idea oh oh god i was just right before that scene there's the episode where Corey's like, what am I forgetting? And the housekeeper is just like, the girl. And I was like, yeah, that's really funny. This idea of like being so excited and so anxious about it. You don't even have the other person with you. It's hilarious. Um, No, yeah. And I was just saying like, even Topanga as prom queen, like 
don't get me wrong she's very beautiful and she's valedictorian or she's got she's vying for valedictorian but it just felt like one of those things where Topanga doesn't seem like someone who's super popular or who cares about being popular or anything like that and she wouldn't be the person that I would think would get a prom queen so I just felt like that was kind of shoved like you said there was a lot of stuff that was shoved into this episode maybe just getting rid of Howie getting rid of the king and queen storyline um would have helped even though I really loved the joke you told a two-parter of having us have the prom episode and the prom theme and the entire time we're talking about it and then at the end of that episode they're like do you wanna and they're like yeah let's try to do it and then you get your part two where it's all focused on the hotel hijinks yeah i think that's great because what we do is we give each story it's time to shine and we kind of like show the continuing thread but what this episode does is it just puts too many layers in and i think it also puts the layers in the wrong order so it's like uh it's like rachel's truffle on friends it's just like yeah. like beef good jam good but like also <laughs> mm, when they're combined and they're in the wrong layers it's 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 messy it's it's you know it's funny like I think we've, we've, we kind of our consistent complaint is that we always want more. We always want two part episodes. We always want it longer. And we, me and you, bro, need to Fresh Prince Bel Air update remake <laughs> this show. Because as we've yeah. discussed, there's meat on the bones. There's storylines that they could have told that they didn't dive into. And you could really expand and make this a great dramatic piece, even with some humor in it. But yeah, a two parter, an hour long, like we definitely need those. Um, Corey essentially misses the whole prom, right? Yeah, like he's not even at the prom. Like, and that's but here's the thing. I think that so this is a great segue into um the the last kind of little mini storyline, or at least dynamic, which is Jack and Eric, and this idea of I was so preoccupied with what I thought my prom should be or what would happen after that I don't even really remember it, and that's pretty much what happens with Corey. Corey misses being on crown prom king essentially you know what i mean like yeah. he's not there for that moment and it's a moment that like he can go back and tell his kids and family that he did but like he won't really remember it because he was too busy talking to the concierge and running up and down the stairs and like all this other stuff so i do think that there is something to be said about like appreciating and being in the moment and yeah. um i want to talk about jack and eric because two things one, why are Jack and Eric at this prom? There is no reason for them to be at this prom. Like, it was so weird. Because even if you want to say, oh, they were chaperones, it's like, all right, you hired college men to be chaperones of a high school senior dance? That doesn't sound like good thinking on Feeney's part, if that's the case. And then yeah. also, in my head, canning, they are there together. They are there to have the prom with each other that they weren't allowed to have because Jack and Eric are a couple and everything about their dynamic mm -hmm. just says that they're a couple, especially in this episode where it's like, there's no reason for them to be there, especially with each other. If not, like Jack spends zero time talking to his brother this episode. So he's not there for Sean. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> totally. And I, you know what? That was kind of my thinking too. I was like, oh, it would have been great if there was just a scene where like Sean was getting ready for the prom and and Jack was like, you know what? I, I really want to be there for my brother during this special moment. Like something like that would have been great. But he was like more concerned about like actually being a chaperone. <laughs> like, and I get that he has his reasonings for it, but it was just so odd that like, he was just like, this is what I'm here to do. Not to like be there for my brother, not to have fun with my roommate, not to just like even enjoy a dance. Like he was literally there just to be a good soldier um which is which is fine it just it seemed silly at, in some points again he wasn't there to just be a good soldier he was there to have the prom that he was never allowed to have to have a date with, with his boyfriend with his boyfriend that's what i'm saying that they were like do you want to go to prom together he was like yeah and i want to see that like that's what i want i want my 2020 euphoria update of Jack asking Eric to the prom and they go together and then you can still keep doing all the things that you're doing. Well, um, you know, there's a great episode. I, I'm sure you don't remember. It's like season three, season four of Dawson's Creek where they throw an alternative prom because they wouldn't let the gay character Jack bring a boyfriend, um, which would have right. been- You think that there was a show in the late <laughs> 90s that had a gay character going to prom or his alternative prom 
and I, secretly gay, didn't know and watch that particular episode. I don't even know that much about Dawson's Creek, but I know that episode. We're yeah, trapped yeah, in some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great episode. It's a great episode. But yeah, could have used a little alternative prom in uh, Jack and Eric's storyline. I honestly don't really have much else to say about this episode. There's two jokes that I think are funny, which are uh, when Eric pulls out a mystery bag. I thought that was a funny oh, moment. The mystery bag. Sorry. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is, this episode had like really golden nuggets of comedy, which we've talked about several of them. And one of them is in fact, Eric be like, how about two Lincolns and a mystery bag? Could be good, could be bad. And again, the concierge sells it. He looks at that mystery bag like, mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> what could be in there? I just, I, he, he sold his intrigue, which like any other character probably would have played it like off as like, insulted or like this buffoon but he made the choice to look at that mystery bag like it could have um the secrets to um and like it would uh, have anything other than shitty candy in it like yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's even like a halloween dated halloween bag it was just it was a good that was a good piece of acting and prop comedy and subversion of expectations 100 percent. yeah uh there's, uh, I also really love the joke of uh, maybe, oh, what if we did it more spontaneously? Like when we're coming back from the library, oh, you want a book? And he picks up the Bible and screams. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also this moment where Sean says something, uh, which I thought was really funny, where he goes, do you want to go to the limo and play? He says that to Angela. He's like, do you want to go to the limo? And Angela's like, to do what? And he goes, play? Which I thought was really funny because to me, that gave me you can get it. I'll get as sick as you can get without actually dying vibes. Like, yeah. Oh, I just want to go and like, you know, we could touch around. We can, you know, whatever for second base. Um, but I thought, just thought that was a, a, a good tie to who we know as Sean. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't really have anything else. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Do you have a bra moment? A bra moment. Um, just Howie hooking up with the Hertz rental car woman is yeah, my bra that was moment. Mine. Honestly, I was really, really <laughs> bothered by it. And I was just like, what are, again, what are we doing here? But again, I also don't expect anything else of a show in the 90s where uh, dudes getting laid is like the pinnacle. It, it would be like if, if, let's say, Angela wasn't at the prom with Sean and then she like went home with an old dude. Like it's just, it's, it, it would, yeah. it's weird the things that they let guys get away with as humor sometimes Absolutely. when it comes to like predatorial behavior and yep. and um stuff like that uh feeny lesson um what would you say the feeny lesson is i think like i mean something to the whole i can't remember my prom because i was too preoccupied with what might happen after like something about like expectations um I can't, I don't really know what the lesson, like don't have sex, I think to your ready is the, the lesson that they're trying to say, but I, I don't really know that that's the powerful message from the episode either. Yeah, I feel like there is like the don't have sex until you're ready or, you know, I think there's something to be said about the idea of Alan and Amy being like, we waited until we were ready and yeah. Topanga and... Corey being like, oh, wow, they trust us. And, yeah. and then them going to make the right decision or making the decision that's right for them. I think that's good. Um, I kind of do wish that for me, you know what I'm going to go with? My Athene lesson is going to be, if you can't talk about it, you're not ready for it. Because I feel like that's actually what we constantly keep coming back to. Is 100%. Like they need to have these conversations. And if you can't have the conversation, you're probably not ready to be doing whatever you're doing. True, true, true. Great okay. for this episode. Uh, I'm going to give it, I know that you like it. So I'll let you go first. Cause I, I, I already have mine and it's going to stay where it is. Oh, I, I, I think this is a, a episode. I give it an A a hundred percent. I think it's well written. I mean, especially when I think about some of the episodes we had so far this season, I would much rather rewatch this episode than the kid gets acquainted episode or like all of the, the crap from the beginning of the season. So I, yeah, I'm gonna give it an A. All right. Okay. I am going to give it a B plus. I feel like it's 
again, well acted episode. We have really funny moments. I feel like it could be better. Um, but I also feel like this is as good as they could have handled it with what they were given and the time that we are dealing with. So yeah, I feel like it's a B plus episode. All right. Uh, any homework? I have um, a, a homework. One of my homeworks is going to be, so we were watching the A&E documentary with Janet Jackson, which everyone should watch. It allows Janet to tell her story from her perspective, which I think is really great. And I'm really happy with like the promotion, but then also completely like sidelined because we watched that, we were given another episode our docuseries, which is um, The Secrets of Playboy. And that one was just like, oh my God, like the things that you learn from watching that one. So I'll just say any docuseries, like they're really good. It's again, you get like this true crime or behind the scandal type narrative. They're really fun and informative. Um, you, you, I would say with every single docu-series, you take it with a grain of salt, understand the narrative that you are being sold, but also it does like make you question certain things in our um, pop culture and understanding. So yeah, A&E docu-series. Oh, bro, I have to check out the uh, Janet Jackson one. I'm very excited to get into and learn a little bit more about. I've heard a lot of good things and um, obviously it's good to just have her story told. Um, yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, well, first and foremost, I finally finished um, Archive 81, is it? Archive 88 on Netflix. It's, it, I love it so much, bro. I, okay. I can't tell you, like, I was genuinely, there was moments of, of where I was genuinely scared. And like, okay. and like, you know, for me, like I watch a lot of horror movies, but there was yeah. one moment where I was like, bro, that is so fucking freaky. There's like, oh, there's so many scenes that just really got <laughs> under my skin, um, but I really loved it. The other thing was is that I watched a documentary called um, The Puppet Master on Netflix about women getting catfished by this con artist. Oh, is it it's the not puppet? the Tinder swindler. That's a new one. That oh, I, was like, I, was I haven't swindler. seen that one yet. I haven't Ooh. seen that one yet, but there's another one called the puppet master about this guy in UK who just like completely ruins people's lives. And it's like really wow. fascinating. Um, wow. Yeah, I, got, I really got into that one. Yeah, like that, those true crime docuseries. series, there's a, unfortunately there's a lot to choose from. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of crime going on in the world, but yeah, no, it's, it's it was really interesting. All right. Well. Um, thank you guys. Check out those those awesome things for um, our homework. Make sure you check out the episode and give us your feedback. What did you do at the end of your prom? Did you get lucky? Do we even need to know who was prom king or queen? Please give us your feedback um, and just kind of let us know what you thought about the episode. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. We really do appreciate your five-star reviews. You guys have made us one of the top-rated Bora Meets World, Boy Meets World, Bora Meets World, Boy Meets World. Um, things you can find us at Bora Meets World on all of those locations and- uh, Also on YouTube, which our views are going up on, on YouTube, which I'm- we got them episodes, y'all. We yo, got yo. all the media. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else, T? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think we just maybe should give them the reminder. Um, oh, yeah. You should definitely probably dream. Dream and try. Oh, if you're going to dream and try, then you should definitely do good. <laughs> dream, try, do good. Later, bros. Later, bros. When the spawn meets world.